Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Thank you to all of you that joined us on Christmas Eve. We had a wonderful time in the house, didn't we? Singing songs, worshiping and praising our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Trust you had a wonderful Christmas. And here we are, Sunday. If you have your Bibles, open up to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Unto us Jesus is given. It's remarkable that God would give us His Son. That God Almighty would send His Son into the world. That God would release His Son into the hands of humanity. It's unthinkable. It's unfathomable that God would send Jesus to reconcile relationship with us. so desperate, so desiring relationship with each of us that he sent Jesus. He knew what it would take. He knew what it would cost to bring us back into right relationship. He knew what it would mean. He knew what had to happen. He knew the pain that we might be reborn I don't know about you, but it still amazes me that God sent us Jesus. What a gift. What a miracle. Psalm 8, verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You see, we didn't deserve his arrival. We didn't deserve his coming. We didn't deserve... His appearance, his incarnation, his heart set on rescue, his heart set on salvation, redemption, freedom. The message reads, I look up at your macro skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky jewelry, moon and stars mounted in their settings. Then I look at my micro self and wonder, Why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? My prayer is that we never lose the wonder of God sending his son into this world to rescue us. If we know Jesus is our personal Lord and Savior today, we have received the greatest gift and the greatest miracle one could ever hope for. Listen to the text, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. The rule, the dominion, upon his shoulders as a place of burdens. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. You see, there was no other way. This is what salvation demanded. That the Son of God be born into this world, that he live as man. He live an obedient life, a life unmarked by sin. And that he willingly Take the walk up that hill. 
and carry the weight. Take the pain. This is what salvation demanded. You see, the government, the justice of God was placed on Christ's shoulders. And only the one who could endure and overcome would be granted the government of man's heart. The rule and dominion. And isn't it true that since the resurrection, Jesus has been carrying on his shoulders the weight of government concerning the New Testament church? He has rule and dominion over those that are his. And we know that there are many cares cast upon him. He's carrying the weight even now. He cares for us. Unto us, Jesus is given. And his name, what of his name? What of his reputation, his fame, his glory, the designation of God upon him? As we've read in the text, and his name will be called Wonderful. What a wonder, the name of Jesus. Marvel, extraordinary, hard to understand thing. Admirable, distinguished. What a wonderful name, the name of Jesus. We find comfort in the name of Jesus. We find rest in the name of Jesus. His name shall be called Wonderful, but it doesn't stop there. Counselor, to advise, give counsel. How thankful we are for the counsel of Christ, the advice, the direction, the guidance. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. And then comes Mighty God. Speaks of a strong man, a brave man, a mighty man. It's used of a hunter, commonly used of an impetuous soldier, a warrior, a champion, a hero. He is our warrior, our champion, our hero. He's the hero of all heroes. Not just come from God, but God himself. God, the one true God. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. And then the son is named a peculiar name. Everlasting Father. Perpetual, evermore. The one without end. The Alpha, the Omega. The first, the last, the beginning in the end, but Father, yes, not only one with the heart of a father, but the one who is one with the Father. From everlasting to everlasting, He is God. Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace with God. It's only because of Jesus that we have peace with God. It's only because of His Son. There's salvation in no other name. There's reconciliation in no other name. There's freedom and hope in no other name. The Prince of Peace that is not of this world. The Prince of Peace that transcends human understanding. The Prince of Peace, the ruler, the captain, the governor, and the keeper. The one who is himself peace. What a wonderful peace that rules in our hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in the core of who you are. Unto us, this was given. Again, I say, what a gift, what a miracle. The greatest gift of all. I want to remind us today that we serve an all-sufficient Savior. 
It's the people of God, the redeemed of the Lord, those that are Christians, followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus. We serve, we follow an all-sufficient Savior. Do you need saving today? Do you need a wonder this world can't offer? If you come into this place and you need a counselor, are you in your seat today and you need a warrior, a champion, a hero? Are we here today needing peace? You see, what is being offered is not that which decreases over time. A temporary saving, a fleeting wonder, a one-time counsel, a one-time hero, peace that crumbles, peace that is shakable and takeable. The text reads, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is what has been given to us, delivered unto us, delivered unto you, delivered unto your family, your home. There is nothing that the zeal of the Lord of hosts cannot perform. There is nothing that the zeal of the Lord cannot accomplish. There's nothing impossible for God. Unto us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The zeal of the Lord of hosts, jealousy, ardor. Exodus 34 verse 14 reads, for you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. We're talking about a holy jealousy. Exodus 20 verse 5, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. It speaks of jealous disposition, that of a husband. And so with this knowledge, John 3.16 comes to life in a new way. For God so what? He loved you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We read it out of the voice. For God expressed his love for the world in this way. He gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not face everlasting destruction, but will have everlasting life. And the Amplified Bible, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. It's simply amazing. The love of God. The love of Jesus. Look what the zeal of the Lord of hosts has performed. I mean, look at this place. Look around at the miracles seated in this room. It's because of Jesus that we are alive. It's because of Jesus that we're set free from the power of sin and death that we've been given life, it's only because God so loved the world that he gave his son. Unto us, this all-sufficient Savior is given. There are many titles given to Jesus, many names given to Jesus, like Jehovah Jireh, Provider, Or how about Jehovah Rophe, healer? 
Jehovah Nissi, victory. Jehovah M. Kadesh, sanctifier. Jehovah Shalom, peace. Jehovah Rohi, shepherd. Jehovah Tzidkenu, righteousness. Jehovah Shama, felt presence. And we could go on and on. He's an all-sufficient Savior. He's wonderful. He's counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting Father. He's Prince of Peace. He's Shepherd. We could go on and on with these names, these beautiful names. But the one title that will forever astound me and bring me to my knees is this Friend. John 15, verses 13 to 15 in the New King James Version, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. How many are thankful for our friend today, Jesus? The Passion Translation reads, For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. And I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. And the message reads, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I have heard from the father. I mean, just let that sink in for a moment. We're talking about God Almighty from everlasting to everlasting. We're talking about the one who made the macro skies, who set everything in place. We're talking about the one who holds the world, not just your world, holds the world in his hands. Time and eternity. We're talking about the holy one, the righteous one. He wants to be friends with you. Think about that. What is man that you are mindful? Have you ever just looked at yourself in light of who he is and his love and just the wonder and looked at your little micro self and thought, how is this possible? And the reality is and the truth is that he would have came to earth if just for one. He would have came and died. The years would have played out. The stories would have unfolded if just for one, if just for you. He would have walked up Calvary's hill. He would have took the nails. The crown of thorns would have pierced his brow if just for you. He would have remained silent like a lamb led to the slaughter if just for you. Why? to call you friend and so that you would know him as friend. And I've said this before, it's one thing when we claim friendship with Jesus, it's another thing when he calls us friends. We know it's true because even in this natural world, even in this life, we can claim friendship with a lot of people. And then somebody meets up with that person we've just claimed friends with, and do you know so-and-so? They said, you're friends. I don't really know them. I mean, perhaps we've been in the same room together. Maybe our eyes have connected once or twice. Perhaps we've conversed once or twice, but friend... Unto us a provider has been given. 
Unto us a healer has been given. Unto us the one who is victory has been given. Unto us a sanctifier has been given. We're saved and then sanctified. From glory to glory, from strength to strength, our lives becoming gradually more and more beautiful as we spend time with our friend. As he works on us, as he corrects us, as he guides us and leads us. Unto us, peace has been given. Again, we're talking about a peace that surpasses all human understanding. It's almost like, I don't get it. I had a conversation with a neighbor just last evening. talking about this peace. How, how do you have this peace? <laughs> what an opportunity that is. Let me tell you about my peace, and it's Jesus. A peace that is unshakable, unbreakable, untakeable. On Christ's solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. He's our peace, our peace. Even in the midst of the storm, he is our peace, and he brings peace. To those that are perishing, isn't it true that it's foolishness? It's hard to explain. How do you have peace in the midst of what you're going through, facing? How do you have peace right now when the world is crazy? Jesus. And they look at you like, that sounds way too simple. That sounds like popping a Skittle in your mouth and swallowing it and all things are well. It's foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us, it's what? It's the power of God. Peace, it surpasses all human understanding. Unto us, a shepherd. My, how we need a shepherd to lead us and guide us. And not only to lead us and guide us, to direct us. And you know what? Sometimes the shepherd needs to correct. And that's a beautiful thing because the shepherd is looking out for the sheep. Unto us righteousness, unto us the presence of a personal Savior. A personal Savior, a personal God. Unto us a friend. What kind of friend? Maybe we're here this morning and we haven't, had, we haven't had good luck with friendship. We've had friends let us down time and time again, walk out on us, disloyal, say one thing, do another. Friends that have stabbed us in the back, done us harm and done us wrong. What kind of friend are we talking about? A friend sometimes... A friend that's a friend in certain seasons or when you got it all together and not a friend in other seasons? What kind of friend are we talking about today? Well, Proverbs 18, 24, it says, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The Passion Translation, some friendships don't last for long, but there is one loving friend who is joined to your heart closer than any other. What a friend we've found in Jesus. There is no greater friendship. I would encourage the church today, each one of us, there's no greater friendship to pour into, to get serious about, to pour time into and energy into. Friendship with God. You think of friends on this side of eternity, in this world. The time we spend, the conversations we have, the text messages, the emails, the phone calls, whatever it might be, the time spent with these earthly friends. And it's important. But you think of friendship with God. You think of friendship with Jesus, friend forever. 
That's the friendship we need to pour into above every other friendship. Why? Because some friendships don't last for long. I remember being in junior high and high school and people told me, don't pour so much energy and time into those friendships because, you know, I'm not going to last forever. And I was so sure, they're all going to last forever. What are you talking about? This will be the crew for life. There's many of them I haven't talked to since. Parted ways. Life went in different directions. But I think of the time and the energy I poured into those friendships. And I'm not saying if I could go back, I'd pour less time in, but my point is this. Let's not forsake the friendship above all friendships. Let's not forsake the one who is the greatest friend. This is the friendship that will last forever. Philippians 2, verses 5 to 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Imagine it. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen, there is a name that is above every other name. I know you've heard it, and perhaps you know it, and maybe this morning this is just a reminder. We all need to be reminded, don't we? We all need to be reminded concerning the reality that there is a name that is above every other name. The highest name, the greatest name. The Passion Translation reads, he has now been given the greatest of all names. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, go down the list, yes. He has now been given the greatest of all names, the authority of the name of Jesus. Causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. Unto us. Micro us. Wow. Let's have the worship team return today. I want to share some words with you. Somebody reading this, hearing this, needs a touch from Jesus. When the Lord ministered here on earth, he went about healing and restoring the afflicted by simply touching them. When Jesus touched Peter's mother, the fever left her. He touched the box casket of a dead child and the boy came to life. He touched the eyes of blind people and they could see. He touched the ear of a deaf man who could suddenly hear. Parents brought their children to Jesus that he should touch them. His gentle touch changed everything. Multitudes brought their sick and infirm, and Jesus took the time to reach out and touch them all, healing them. If you truly know the Lord intimately, you have known and felt the touch of the hand of Jesus. In times of loneliness, times of discouragement, times of confusion, times of painful, and times uncertain, 
You cried out from the depth of your soul, Lord Jesus, I need your touch. I need to feel your presence. Come, Jesus, and touch my thirsting soul. Some need a touch of Jesus upon their mind. Satan has come with his wicked principalities to harass and overburden the mind with thoughts that are hellish, unbelieving thoughts, unchristlike thoughts, fearful thoughts, thoughts of unworthiness, thoughts of God's displeasure. Honest believers will tell you that they have experienced these attacks on their mind. Satan is determined to destroy our faith and dependence on the Lord. In Scripture, the touch of Jesus came in answer to a cry. There is no evidence he ever ignored or rejected such a cry. And he will not turn away from your cry, but will mercifully respond to your need. In Matthew 8, we read of a leper coming to him saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Find a place alone with Jesus today and say to him what the leper said, Lord, you are able, make me clean. Then expect that he who is no respecter of persons will touch and heal you in mind, body, soul, and spirit. The arm of the Lord is outstretched to you, but he waits for that cry of need, the cry for help that is also a cry of expectancy. And the Egyptians' evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we cried unto the Lord our God, the Lord God of our Father, the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. And he that brought us into this place and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey, Deuteronomy 26, 6 to 9. I want us to know today and acknowledge today our escape to freedom is in the name of Jesus in his incredible glorious all-powerful name your escape to freedom I don't know what that means to you this morning what that means to you in this hour in this time in history as this year closes and as a new year begins I don't know what this means to you but you know and the Lord knows your escape to freedom is in the name of Jesus, his incredible, glorious, all-powerful name. Psalm 124, verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Not just our help, but your help is in the name of the Lord. My help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. My help is in the name of Jesus. My help is in the name of Wonderful. My help is in the name of Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rohi, all these names. My help is in the name of the Lord, my God. Where do you find your help? Where do you run? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe and they are saved. We need to begin to exalt the name of Jesus, our strong tower. It's not a weak tower, an inferior tower. It's an impenetrable tower. The name of Jesus. My help is in the name of the Lord. Maybe you need to make Psalm 124 verse 8 your verse. And rise up each morning. My help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Listen, the whole world is crazy. My help is in the name of the Lord who holds it all in his hands. The one who is from everlasting to everlasting. The first, the last, the beginning and the end. The one in whom there is no shadow of turning. Do we need a savior today? Are we in this place today and we need a healer? 
Have we come to church this morning? Do we need a helper today? Do we need a shepherd? Do we need a counselor to help us with some decision making? Some things that are on our plate right now. Do we need a comforter today? Remember that Jesus is the all-sufficient one. Whatever you need Jesus to be, that's who Jesus is. And it's not just casting a title at the wind. These titles stick because He is the one who overcame. He is the one who has conquered. He is our hero. He is our champion. Luke 4 verse 18. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. This is the Savior, the Lord, who has been delivered to us, unto us. I don't know, maybe you just need to say to unto me, unto me, unto me. This child was given unto me. The Son of God was given unto me. The Savior of the world was given. He is a personal Savior. I pray that we never lose sight of that and never lose the wonder of that. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our escape to freedom is in the name of Jesus. What an incredible, glorious, all-powerful name. One day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. There won't be knee, won't be a knee that doesn't bow. There won't be a tongue that doesn't confess in the heavenly realm, the earthly realm, the demonic realm. Perhaps we're here today and it's our voice, our tongue that needs to confess that He is Lord of a particular area of our lives. Perhaps we're here today and it's our knee that needs to bow, surrendering that area to Him. He's been given the name above every other name. Lord, we exalt you in this place. We exalt you, Jesus. And then, Lord, we thank you that you sent your Son. Lord, I pray that in every season, every day, Lord, every week, every month, every year, Lord, we will just marvel Marvel at the goodness of our God. Marvel at who you are, all the names given to you. Marvel at the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, we would never neglect this friendship. But, Lord, that we would take care of this friendship, we would cherish this friendship. Thank you that you call us friends, Lord. We give you all the glory today. Pray your blessing upon your people. Lead us and guide us. Lead us and guide us, Lord. Help us to glorify your name in all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today, church. Go with God. We'll see you throughout the week, amen.